0: Episode 373, How to Transform Your Money Blocks. Patrick Dominguez.
1: The Awaken Your Alpha podcast, live limitless. Hi,
0: I'm Adam Lewis Walker, host of Awaken Your Alpha, the number one men's development podcast. That is also a best-selling book, Awaken Your Alpha, Tales and Tactics to Thrive, and also a TEDx talk. Awaken Your Alpha, How to Rise Up. You can see a theme here, but please do check these out. If you like the talk, if you like the podcast, you will love the book. The book is the best of the best and it's available on Amazon in every country. It has been my mission to bring you the best, but also bring you the reality, the trials, the triumphs, the struggles, the tactics that people use to get out of the tight spots, but also that they continue to use to then go on to thrive. So please jump in, subscribe, review, across all in any format that you consume this. As a coach, keynote speaker, and implementer, let me know how I can best support you. I'm here for you. I've got your back. Get to the podcast. This episode is sponsored by the Talk Accelerator. Do you want to do your TEDx talk? If you have any interest in that, go across to talkaccelerator.com. That's talk, X-C-E-L-E-R-A-T-O-R.com. There it has all the information on how, And why you might do that and the best way to use it. And also scheduling on the green button, your idea clarity call, and we can talk through your potential ideas and send you in the right direction. Get to the podcast. Okay, this week, we're all about how to transform your deepest money blocks and how to build a seven-figure coaching business. And we talked about this before the interview. They kind of go hand in hand. You can't really have one without the other. Um, so we have Patrick Dominguez on the line. He's a coach entrepreneur who helps business owners transform deep inner blocks that unconsciously push away success with money, love, and business. Um, together with Bill Barron, Patrick is the co-founder of The Big Ship, a multi-million dollar business coaching company that has trained over 50,000 people in 22 countries. Wow, we could go on. There is, it's very impressive stuff. Here, so I'm really looking to dig into this. He has a BS and an MS from Stanford University, and he loves international travel, a man after my own heart. Patrick, are you ready to awaken your alpha today?
1: Absolutely. It's so great to be here with you today, Adam. Thank you. Well, that was quite
0: a brief one, but we covered a lot in your introduction. Is there anything you'd like to add or highlight? What are you all about at the moment?
1: Uh, you know, I'm going through my own sort of uh, transition right now from 10 years of coaching. Uh, business owners all around the world uh, in the business that I created together with my business partner, Bill Barron. And, you know, after 10 years of coaching people to take, you know, the powerful actions they need to take to start their business or grow their business, I started to realize more and more the importance of the inner work that goes along with that too. And, you know, I kind of think of those as being the two essential components for an entrepreneur to be successful. So I've just become increasingly aware of the combination of focusing on both, both the external action and the inner work. But what I've discovered over the years is that the coaching industry tends to place a lot more emphasis on the external action. And it makes sense if you don't take action, right? Whether you're a business owner or if you're doing health coaching or relationship coaching, any form of coaching, the client needs to be taking some action steps to move towards their goal. And so I found that for that reason, coaches tend to be predominantly focused on steering their clients in the right direction, whether it's with strategies or action steps and so forth. Uh, but I've found that oftentimes the inner component uh, doesn't get the attention that it needs.
0: Yeah. I completely agree with you on this. Cause it's, yeah, it's like, you know, trying to accelerate while still having the handbrake on and it's I think it's really important to focus on too, but and a lot of times people just want you to focus on the action, the external action, why they don't want to deal with the issue that many of us have. And I, you know, I've had, I've had issues with money in the past definitely. And it's something I had to be aware of and, you know, I put something in in my book about this specific stuff. So, tell us a little bit about your origins. You you talked about a little bit of your professional background there, but where are you originally from? Where are you speaking to us from today? Um, how did you get into that position? You know, training over fifty thousand people. Tell us this kind of the journey.
1: Yeah, so uh, grew up in Los Angeles, California. Uh, currently live in the Bay Area in Northern California, uh, and you know I graduated from college with an engineering. Uh, basically an electrical engineering and computer science degree and I thought you know I'm on track to kind of go into the tech world and uh, a funny thing happened along the way I took a summer vacation to Europe uh, traveled around Europe went to Prague and fell in love with the city and ended up staying in Prague and there's a we could do a whole podcast wow just- I, I had
0: my stag in Prague it was <laughs> <laughs> Very different experience to you. My goodness! Uh, <laughs>
1: I'm, sorry. Fact, I wonder, I'm flashbacks. Oh, no. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. So I ended up spending ten years in Prague. And wow. Uh, <laughs> yes, I went. I went for a four-day weekend. You probably did too. And uh, I stayed a little longer. So uh, that had a, you know huge influence on my life. And that could be a whole other podcast. Yeah. But basically, uh, it changed the whole direction of sort of my life in a lot of ways. And professionally, uh, I fell into. The career of marketing when I was in Prague, and uh, for 20 years, basically uh, was working in marketing in Prague, and then after returning to the U.S., and ultimately was in charge of marketing at five different companies, and just kind of fell in love with marketing as a as a way for companies, like the front lines for companies to really understand their customers and, you know, know what products or services to create for their customers. And then, you know, to get the word out about those products and services. I just liked that cutting edge, like contact with the customers. And I'm
0: just thinking when I heard you say, you know, engineer and engineers, we was talking about, you know, processes and systems. And I'm thinking of systems, machines. And then what seems must have evolved in later years, the, the human component. In terms of the mindset and things like that. So how did you, you know, form this company with Bill Barron and tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, you know, uh while I was, you know, in charge of marketing for different companies, I was on my own, I was very interested in personal development. And so I was always at a workshop or reading a self-help book or going to some spiritual retreat. And eventually I knew I wanted to, you know, do work in that domain. Uh, you know, where I'm helping people directly uh grow in some way. And uh And so uh, I met Bill in San Francisco uh, probably around 15 or so years ago uh, at a health class. And it turns out we had both gone to Stanford at the the same time. We graduated the same year, but somehow we never met. And so it was kind of an opportunity to just connect. And uh, Bill was a coach at that time. And 15 years ago, coaching was still a little newer on the scene. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I didn't really know what coaching was. And so Bill offered me a, a coaching session. And when I had this coaching session, I thought, wow, what a radical concept, you know, to have an, an individual kind of like your own personal concierge helping you, you know, achieve your goals. Like mm. at the time that just seemed like such a revolutionary concept. And I think it still is, you know, a pretty amazing concept. But at the time it kind of blew my mind. And I thought, I want to do this too.
0: I love it when you come across someone and then they're coaching, but they form a partnership. How did you make that jump? Did you come up with the idea? Did it just evolve? Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, it's a great question. You know, uh, I have a lot of people, and you know, Bill as well. We have a lot of people asking us about forming a business partnership because you know it can be a dicey thing, right? Lots of business partnerships go and then kind of crumble. And uh, when we started out, you know, I had just started out as a coach. Bill already had a successful coaching practice. And Bill basically came to me one day and said, "Hey, it would be really fun if we did a project together," because he knew about my, you know, sort of 20-year marketing background. And so we started out doing a online telesummit together. So you know, one of those online events that brings together a lot of expert presenters. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it was pretty successful. And we thought, "Hey, that was fun. We should do more things together." And we ended up doing uh, three or four different interesting projects related to coaching. We did an event together and so forth. And eventually we saw, wow, there was such a synergy here, like our strengths meshed together really well. And then decided, let's just go all in, you know, let's create a business together. And we did. And, you know, 10 years later, we grew that business. To me, it's still, you know, amazing to look back and see that we grew that business to a, you know, multi-million dollar coaching business.
0: And I you sometimes ask the awakening moment, um, but I think we kind of, we touched on that a few times there, but who helped awaken your alpha, whether it was someone who inspired you from afar or just a situation or someone that said the right thing at the right time?
1: There have been so many, you know, uh, I've always found having mentors or guides and so forth, so important. So uh, there's so many, but let me just think of, you know, uh, one that comes to mind is, uh, uh, well, there, there's been spiritual teachers, there's been coaches, there's, you know, been sort of business leaders and so forth. Uh, I remember uh, when I, there was a time early on in the coaching business when I was just like paralyzed by fear of getting on stage or being visible in any way, which makes it really tough if you want okay. to grow a business or a coaching business, right? If you are afraid to be seen or to present yourself. And so uh I was uh, working with a group of people at that time. There was, you know, one mentor I was working with at the time was Kendall Summerhawk, a really fantastic coach and NLP practitioner. Uh, And so she was someone who helped me a lot with getting over my fear of stage fright. I had, at the time, I had (laughs) had six different people helping me with that because it was such a problem. I just mobilized everyone I could get to help me uh, with transforming that, you know, fear of public speaking and being seen.
0: We touched on it there, sort of your building that big business. It'd be silly not to ask about how do you build that? Because obviously you met someone, you made that connection, you, you tested the water a little bit, things went well, and it just you ran with it and you had that nice sort of mesh. But then when it comes to the nuts and bolts of someone you know, who's listening to this show, you've got a lot of coaches, a lot of consultants. How do you build that seven-figure coaching business? And if you want to go that way and kind of step away from just being, you know, ultimately a solopreneur or, a, you know, a one-to-one or small group practitioner.
1: Yeah, you know, I think it starts with a real drive to help a lot of people. Mm. You, know, and, you know, and everybody, you know, wants to help people. But I think at a certain level, there's a drive to help a lot of people, you know. And, uh, and so Bill and I both had really strong backgrounds in marketing. And, you know, another... Thing I want to mention related to you know working with a business partner is because a lot of people ask me you know who do you who should you look for in a business partner, and I always say someone who's good at sales and marketing, right? Right. Because if if they're not if they're a good practitioner and so forth but sales and marketing are not their forte, then that means you're going to be carrying that load, and if you're going to have a business partner where you're growing a business together well then you want someone who can grow a business along with you who adds value in that way who isn't kind of a drag in that respect. Uh, so I had a great business partner, someone who, had, you know, had already created a few you know, million dollar businesses in the past. And it started out with just, for me at least, just becoming a good coach and mm-hmm. becoming someone who could help people, right? So that was kind of stage one was just actually getting good at coaching and being able to deliver value. Because a lot of people I work with, you know, they have a fear of whether they can help people and whether they can help people get results. So at the beginning, I put a lot of emphasis on just learning the ropes of really being good at helping people get the results. So I would feel confident about offering that to more and more people. Yeah. Uh, and then ultimately, uh, Bill and I got really excited about we had been, you know, gotten successful at having one-on-one clients, and so we something just got us lit up about let's create a group of clients, let's work with a group. And so that's the first step that a lot of people take is, going, is transitioning or starting to add group work to their one-on-one work. And so, so we said, yeah, let's form a group. And our first group was called the Big Shift Coaching Program because we were all about helping people create big shifts yeah. in their business. So that was the first step was let's create this group
0: did you have you had the group coaching but did you bring on coaches I I mean I don't want to assume but you obviously trained over 50,000 people 22 countries did you bring on additional help when did you scale out like that way or talk to us about that side and getting additional team members in
1: yeah at the very beginning uh, Bill actually had gotten to a full practice pretty early on and so he had more leads than he could handle and so he started bringing on associate coaches and so when I first started working with Bill I think He already had two, maybe three, associate coaches. But then uh, Bill and I started doing live events. We started doing an annual event called the Big Shift Experience, and we started out with 60 people in the room. The next year we had 120. The next year we had 200. The next year we had 300. We got to 700. So every year we grew this event. Yeah. And that was one of the big ways we were able to bring people into our coaching program. And then yes, we got to the point where we had you know 10. Part-time coaches on our team who are doing a lot of the coaching for our clients.
0: Yeah, well, I know we didn't mention this at the start, but we met each other at a live event, and you mentioned live events there. Do you think, at least in the model we're talking about, that was one of the the key essential pieces of growing your business and getting to that seven figures? Because obviously, um, you did it every year, and it, you it's talked about it growing, and and doing live events is not easy.
1: <laughs> no, it's not. So you know. Thankfully, we were able to put together a really amazing event team. So, you know, it was a pretty well oiled machine in terms of people coming to the event, knowing how to set up registration, knowing how to set up the back of the room and so forth. So, we had a power team. But, yeah, you know, generally speaking, the most challenging part of live events is the marketing of the event. Mm. And so, uh, (laughs) so, so, we got really good at marketing the event. Being able to you know invite and attract people to the event, how people get excited about the event, and uh, became a mainstay. But I think events, even if you're doing, a, you know, we started out. Our first event had uh, that Bill and I did together. Our first event had 30 people, and it was kind of like a a New Year's you know get your business going event. Uh, we had 30 people there, and it ended up generating thirty thousand dollars. You know, so it was a good start. So yeah. I always recommend to people add events or workshops to your mix even if they're small, because you can generate you know, $30,000, $50,000, and that's a nice addition to one's income.
0: Yeah, and you, and you can't beat a live experience. I know a lot of us are doing a lot of work, like we're doing online, but you can't beat the face-to-face. That's why I always have the videos up for my interviews, but also just being in that room with someone and having a chance to have that conversation, and have that experience, much like your event was called an experience.
1: <laughs> yes, and you know, at live events, if you're on stage and you're having your event, it's really an opportunity to, you know, connect with people in the audience and really demonstrate live in person what the experience would be like for them to have you as their mentor or as their coach. Right. So it's a very intensive experience of them experiencing that. And they get to decide at the event or after the event, like, would I like to work with that person?
0: Yeah. And I know we haven't got a huge amount of time here, but when it comes to transforming your money blocks, so you've got these processes in place and you're very results-oriented, but then you've got certain money blocks in you in your mind that are holding you back. What are some of the, the key points you, you want to raise or how you tackle that with clients?
1: Yeah, let's talk about the money blocks. So, so basically, you know, after having personally coached and trained thousands of people over the years, I just saw certain patterns repeat over and over. So I want to just tell you what the five money blocks are, and then just give you an example of what that looks like, you know, with a specific business owner. So the five money blocks are fear of being visible. Okay, so there's basically like like feeling of not being safe. Okay, there's a fear of failure. It's so scary, like that you might fail that you end up not doing anything. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is a more subtle one, but a fear of receiving, Uh, especially people who are really mission oriented, the healers of the world. There's a fear. That if I receive money, that, that means I'm a bad person, or I'm taking advantage yeah. of other people, okay? Then there's the basic fear of rejection, right? Oh, so yeah. if you're gonna, you're gonna offer a, a consultation or an enrollment conversation, or even if you're gonna be on a something like this and offer your services, that you know people might not like you or like what you're offering. And then last but not least is fear of doing it wrong. And that one is really prevalent amongst entrepreneurs. So I wanted to give you like a short capsule of one of these. So a mm-hmm. uh, fear of failure. I worked with a woman who had been very successful in the business world. You know, She was making multiple six figures in, in, in the corporate world as an employee. Very successful. But she wanted to start her own coaching business. And she had spent six years trying to just get started and had not done a thing. Mm-hmm. She, had gotten a coaching certification. She had collected tons of books on her topic. She had become an expert on her topic and, not, in six years, had not coached one person because she was so paralyzed with fear that if what if she starts this business and it fails and just her what if her whole dream just you know collapsed. And so, she knew how to do the things you need to do in business. She was very successful in her corporate career, but she was just paralyzed with fear. And for six years, she had not been able to get over it. And so I worked with her just on the fear. I didn't need, she was already a great presenter, right? She already knew how to have sales conversations. I just worked with her on the fear component and that just unleashed her. And she started giving talks. She started working with clients uh, and just, you know, started with the baby steps. But she had not been able to take any of the baby steps for six years And she got to the point where she was having speaking engagements, she was inviting people to work with her, and people were loving it. And she was so grateful that she just got unblocked and unleashed. And we we just worked on the inner and the outer actions just started happening, you know, almost on their own, because she already had that knowledge.
0: So when it comes to them five, would you say what, I mean, one of the first bits is doing the work to identify what is your predominant. Block that's really holding you back. I'm sure you or you believe it's usually a combination. I'm sure they affect each other. But I mean, what would be kind of one of the first things? Obviously, I know we can't go into it too much. It's a very individual thing. But I just like for someone listening to this is like, yeah, this is me. I've really got a big one of these fears. What, What what would you say?
1: Yeah. So the first one is to identify which of the fears, and usually one of them stands out. You're right. There may be more than one, but usually the client's very aware of one. And then the next step is okay, here's the fear, where did it start, okay? We find the root cause or the the origin of the fear because usually we weren't born with the fear, right? It's something that we gained through childhood experiences, right? So I help people trace it back to where it started and then we basically go in and I'm basically using sort of the latest methods of neuroscience and neurobiology, but we go in and we rewire the fear from the place where it started.
0: In terms of you personally, when was a time that fear has got the better of you, or it's just a really challenging, struggling time where you really, really had to work and apply kind of what you know to awaken your alpha and you know get out of that spot?
1: Yeah, well, you know, it's funny, Adam, because it's almost never ending. There's this, you know, there's a saying with business, you know, new level, new devil, right. <laughs> Right so you not, not to, just like, meaning then. that's good, <laughs> right I'm like let's say you hit six figures right you you build your hundred k business, well, the next step often looks really scary from that vantage point, right? Then you get to a half a million, then the next step from there looks really scary, right? so it's not like the you get to some place where there's never fears, but uh but a big one for me was definitely fear of speaking, fear of being visible, and when we had our first event, sixty people in a room, I was scared to death to get on stage. When I did, I was dripping with sweat. I literally had to change my shirt during the event. Uh, I kept forgetting what to say. You know, it was a miserable experience. (laughs) And, you know, I kind of had some trauma from that. It was kind of like, I kind of never want to do this again, but I also know in my heart of hearts that I want to overcome this because I do want to be able to get on stage and I do want to be able to present, you know, my message to people. Did it
0: help having a, a business partner in that sense in terms of, you know, sharing the load? So obviously it sounds like that was quite a tough scenario. So it was kind of like, it's not all on your shoulders, but you know, you've got kind of like the one, two punch back and forth, you know, it's, it's not all on you.
1: Oh yes. It helped tremendously. So I'm, you know, very, very grateful to Bill. You know, when we had our first event, Bill was like, you know, already a strong presenter. He's like, yes, you know, I'll, I'll take care of you know my pieces. And I actually ended up, having Bill take over a couple of my sessions, you know, it's just, just to reduce down my, you know, my first event, you know, my amount of time on stage and Bill was like totally very supportive about that. And I also could see, so it was, you know, grateful to Bill and I could see, I want to hold my weight here. You know, I don't want to be the person who's like dragging down the event, right. Where Bill's awesome. And then I'm, you know, struggling. And so it was a real motivator, you know, to be able to hold my weight and so we could both be contributing to the event success, not build this kind of, you know, dragging me along. And so yeah. uh, so no, that's, that's, what, that's what motivated me, among other things. Definitely. You know, by the next event where we had double the people to really, you know, work on the sphere and get it rewired. and yeah. It's one of the most transformational things I ever did in our business because, uh, you know, as I remember when our, you know, big shift experience got to 700 people and I felt very comfortable being in front of that room. You know, and uh, just being able to share your message, your stories, your gifts, and being able to help That many people in a room is just such a gift. And I wouldn't have been able to get to that point without just really being super focused on transforming that fear of visibility.
0: When you're talking about it's obviously two of you there as well, I'm just thinking of you know a lot of times when it does seem like one person. Sometimes there's a very key member, maybe some kind of double act or just behind the scenes. So I think it's in, it's important for people listening to think you 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 don't have to do it all by yourself. There are you know <laughs> partnership supports out there. So we're into the alpha round now. So it's just a few minutes where I want to get your sort of your resources, tools, tips. Uh, we've already got a bit of that, but really just some some key points in there to kind of start wrapping up the show and give some people some something to follow it up with. So. I'd like to start off as well. Is there a particular alpha quote or quote that really sums up your approach to life or just a personal sort of favorite quote for you? Anything that jumps to mind?
1: Yeah, you know, I love the quote. and This is uh, actually from a fellow coach and good friend of mine, Jeffrey Van Dyke. I love the quote, there are no problems to be solved, just more truth to be revealed. Ooh. And so... (laughs) yeah so when i'm coaching a client and they're running into a problem right so for example they were supposed to create that facebook live or that video and post it on social media and they didn't that's not a problem if there's a truth underneath that to look at and oftentimes it's one of these money blocks or fears that we've been talking about
0: i like that quote a lot that's that's deep (laughs) like that very good um is there a particular resource or something you use in your daily or weekly life, within your business personal life, that you think maybe is not widely known or just a cool little thing to share? Is there anything that springs to mind like that for you?
1: Well, you know, uh, I love Evernote, and it's not like that's a big secret. You know, it has millions of users, but it seems like all the time I'm, I'm mentioning it to people who aren't using it. So, Evernote's just like a, an application that lets you take notes on different things. But the cool thing is, it's cross platform. I have it on my phone, I have it on my tablet, I have it on my laptop. So, for example, I wrote up some notes that I wanted to make sure that I covered on the show, and I have them here right with me. And it's handy because if you're, you know, if you just have your phone, you can look it up even when you're away from your laptop. Awesome. The other resource I love is Insight Timer. Have you heard of that one, Adam? I haven't. Insight Timer is a A great app for meditation so it lets you time your meditation sessions but then the other really cool thing about it is is it has literally thousands of different guided meditations so there's meditations there's like a morning meditation to start your day or there's meditations to uh, release stress and anxiety and so forth there's meditations on everything under the sun so love that app if you can get it uh, for Android or or you know Apple phones Mm -hmm. it's awesome
0: from your network, and we've heard some names already in there, but who do you think would be a great interview for Awaken Your Alpha and give a lot of value to the show?
1: Well, you know, it's funny. I, I already mentioned my buddy Jeffrey Van Dyke. So, uh, yeah, he, he's a tremendous presenter, tremendous human being. So uh, he's someone I definitely would personally love to hear more of.
0: Awesome. We have, to, we have to connect. And if people want to find out more about you and continue the conversation, what's the best way for them to follow up and connect with you?
1: Yes, uh, go to my website, innerfreedomprocess.com, innerfreedomprocess.com, and if you want to discover what is your biggest block to having money or business success, uh, happy to get on the phone for a breakthrough session and identify both the money block and the fear, but then also, how did it get started? People find that to be very enlightening.
0: Awesome. And then finally, what's the one question you wished I'd asked, you thought I'd asked, and you feel like we've we've missed a trick? I I can't believe the time. I have to keep a look at it. It's just gone so quick. It feels like we've been talking for a a couple of minutes. Is there anything you'd like to leave us with um, today?
1: Uh, Yeah, this has been such a fun conversation, Adam. You know, the one question, uh, you know, people sometimes pose, I like to pose is, you know, what doesn't work when it comes to transforming the deep inner blocks or money blocks? I love it. I'm, I'm using that. Let's go. <laughs> what doesn't work? <laughs> yeah. So, or things that work less because, you know, everything works to some degree. But uh, one, one thing that people do a lot of, a lot of business owners are learners, right? So they're reading self-help books, they're listening to podcasts, they go to workshops and so forth. And people tend to learn a lot about themselves, their Enneagram type or their Myers-Briggs type. And mm. they're learning about at a surface level, like, oh, here's some block I have. But learning about your blocks or your inner workings is not the same as transforming it. And so what I see is people can be on a path of constantly learning about their strengths, which is good, and also the blocks, but not actually going and addressing the block, finding out exactly what the block is, and then finding out the steps to transform the block. So, so my encouragement for people would be to go beyond information and learning and really step into the deep transformation.
0: Awesome, I completely agree. You know, (laughs) knowledge is not power, power even unless it's applied knowledge and you do something about it. So take some action today. Okay, Patrick, thank you so much for your time today. It's been an absolute pleasure.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Adam. Great to be with you and everyone today.
0: The Awaken Your Alpha podcast, live limitless. This episode is sponsored by the Talk Accelerator. If you've ever had any interest in getting on the TEDx stage and doing your own TEDx talk, or you're, you're curious about that, please do head over to talkaccelerator.com. That's talkxcelerator.com. There you can find out all the information about why you might want to do one, how you can do one, and also you can even book in on the green button your idea clarity call for a time to speak through your specific potential ideas and how that can help enhance your message and how you can give yourself the best chance of landing that on the TEDx stage. I hope to speak to some of you soon. Awaken Your Alpha thousand and Tactics to Thrive is also a best-selling book available all over the world through Amazon. Please do check it out.